This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account. And you can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. You're listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. And I'm your host, Sir Hot Mike. I've been knighted as the hottest Mike, a.k.a. Tim, a.k.a. Vegan eggs have a very wide range of taste. And I'm here with Matt from Smoothie. Matt, thanks for doing the podcast with us today. It's a little impromptu podcast action. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me, man. An awesome, awesome intro. You know, I like to vary the intro. I, I, I tried out for my college's improv group twice. And I had like two really bad auditions and it was really like scarring for me. And so now it's like my life's mission that I will be, I will make myself improv at any moment in case. So anyways, I just improv that. But thank you so much. Yeah, that, we, we got deep real fast about the shame in my life. So tell me about Smoothie. What's going on? How'd you get into crypto? How'd you, how'd you like found Smoothie? What, what, tell me the story. I want to hear this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, hey guys, my name is Matt. I grew up in Toronto, moved to SF. I lived there for like a few years, working in a couple of tech companies. I got into crypto in 2018 and I got in just, you know, investing into it, just bought a, you know, bought some Ethereum. And, you know, as I was working in SF, I was at Facebook for a while. And as I was leaving, I really wanted to do my own startup. So ended up leaving that. I created another startup around like virtual events. And honestly, like it didn't really pick up. I was like, dude, we built this product and no one cares and that was kind of like a big shock to us because we put a lot of effort into it so then we started pivoting and we're like okay you know what i see why people focus you know first time founders focus on products second time founders focus on distribution so i said you know what good let's focus on distribution first as we pivot the idea so then we started writing a newsletter just to teach people about crypto and then as we built that up we had this awesome idea of uh smoothie of building like this distribution discovery platform Happy to go into the details of that, as I'm sure we will. But yeah, it really started organically, audience first, listening from, you know. So yeah, go into that. I mean, that was what did you say? First time founders focus on something and then second time founders focus on distribution. What was the first one? Yeah, first time founders focus on product. And then second time founders focus on distribution. Isn't it was, it? man, so that was actually a famous quote by Justin Kahn, founder of Twitch. And really, I think when people get into startups, it's like they're really obsessed with you know, building the cool thing, building you know, the awesome features. And you know, they don't really listen too much on like the users and what people care about, what, what will actually make the scale. So then when people end up pivoting, the second-time founders realize, look, like, you know, if you have the right people, if you're listening to the right people, even if your product is not you know, 100% exactly where you want it to be, people are still going to use it and you can adapt from there as you go. But yeah, I definitely uh, learned that the hard way with the first pivot. Totally. And so for me, as somebody who like grew up in marketing, like that's what I naturally career, that, that was my natural career of just things I naturally did on social when social wasn't a thing that businesses used to market themselves. But the, it turns into the Spider-Man meme, right? You have marketing says it's product's fault. Product says it's marketing's fault or says it's customer service fault. You know, there's always like, this is why it's not working. But yeah, that's that's really interesting to hear that the first time starters, I, I always 
like marketing is so easy if the product is so good, right? You can mm. distribute, you know, a turd, but it's still a turd. <laughs> so, right. So, so I get, I guess what you're saying is like, okay, product only is not a good thing. So the second time you're fine, you, you do the founding, it's the distrib- distribution of it also matters. Like you have to think of the user in mind, people using it, not just like what cool. I mean, I guess that's scope creep too. Like if you, the first time you're just going to, try to make everyone happy. And that's not obviously the the right way to do stuff. So with distribution, so then you just like double down into like, well, no, we need a platform for distribution and we're going to create smoothie, which is basically like product hunt for web three. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. That that's how we've been positioning it. And yeah, even as we we you know, coming up with that idea, the reason why we came up with it is because as we're building the newsletter, we had a lot of companies saying, hey, can I launch my product on your newsletter? And then we had a lot of users saying, hey, what's the next DAO tool or NFT that I should get to know? And I was like, hey, you know what? Instead of individually answering each of these, how, how about we actually create something for this? And obviously in the Web2 space, there's product hunt. So we figured that discovery was, you know, a missing piece in Web3. So yeah, we made smoothie, product hunt for Web3. And our one-liner is the Discover to Earn awards platform for Web3 products. So Discover to Earn. So I, as a user then, could get coins, points for finding new stuff and posting about it? Yeah. So right now, it's you're only getting points. Don't want to tease too much, but there are other earning mechanics uh, that are in the, in the roadmap. But yeah, right now you're in points. It's more of, you know, reputation score for how you discover products, giving your feedback, upvoting for the best crypto projects. Yeah, so I've worked with Eco, which is an open source rewards platform. We had them on the podcast. They had me go and do a scavenger hunt. They had a global scavenger hunt. And I had to go to Central Park in the, at, at night and like <laughs> dig into a fence post and pull out this coin like an actual, like, it was basically like a poker card protector. So anyways, it's like this community that goes and does stuff and gets rewards points, which rewards points, like Juno is using rewards points. They have JCoin. There's like Starbucks has rewards points. There's there's all this stuff that's like, how do we, how does the web do rewards? How does web three do rewards that isn't necessarily like coins, right? Where you're just going to immediately create liquidity pools and you're going to like take out a loan and you're going to defy it up and all that. It's like, how can you do rewards points? And one of the things I was thinking about with Pool Together, because I think about business development, is using Pool Together as the rewards points system where the, so with Pool Together, a protocol, a treasury can deposit a million dollars, say, into Pool Together, and then you can delegate chances out to people to win the prizes on Pool Together. So like, it's a no loss way to do rewards points. And so in in the future, I see this like, I see the vision. I see the promised land of, you know, as you build up rewards points, you actually get more chances to win the prizes and pull together. So anyway, just thinking about that. But right now it's just like it's points, right? You get point, you get you get three votes a day as a user, like looking and you can upvote these services, these these protocols that on smoothie. And the more that you do that, the more that daily you go and do your three votes a day, you actually get more weight, right? You get you get more of a say or your votes count more right now. Is that how it works? Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I think I've seen a lot of, you guys have probably seen this too, but there's a lot of, you know, Telegram chats or Discord chats with a lot of, you know, let's say, for example, NFT alpha. And then as that group goes, 
as that group grows and you get more and more members, there's a lot of noise. Everyone's just shooting a different NFT project. So we figured, okay, that's kind of a problem. And one thing that you can do with you know points and you know the reputation that people are building up is that the more people actually end up being on the platform, you get a better idea of, hey, who are the people that actually stick around, that are actually giving their thoughts and reviews on all these different products? They probably have like a better idea. And their votes and their thoughts being weighted more actually helps with that curation so that you don't have that problem of being you know oversaturated with just too much info. Yeah, I'm actually just signing up for Smoothie right now and I want to vote on stuff like as we're talking. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm already subscribed to the Smoothie newsletter, but I love that you have it on here that you're like, please subscribe. So there's inbox notifications. Cool. Yep, yep. We, yeah, we right. still have the newsletter going, you know, making sure to educate people in, in crypto. And actually, there's a really good article from Andreessen Horowitz around like reputation and tokens. And like, you kind of mentioned this, but you know, the great thing about tokens is that you get liquidity. The tough thing about tokens is that, you know, you're rewarding, you know, the best people, but they can easily just sell everything. And I think the problem with that is the people that are gaining a lot of this, these tokens, they might have just like bought their way into it, which means that, you know, it's not really signaling reputation. It might just signal the people that spent the most money. So points is definitely a different way to play around with that. So you can see, hey, who has actively spent the time to contribute? Well, it's the same thing with governance, too. It's like you don't want like whales aren't necessarily the best governors. Like you don't want your platform governed by the, the you know, the most money. Ideally, you want it the, the platform governed by, you know, the best strategy and the best people. So the same thing is like you don't want it, it right. If somebody's got bags. They're going to come in and v- upvote their project and doesn't mean it's the best. So it's like, how do you exactly. use rewards points to get the most quality? So. Matt, let's look at today's Smoothie Awards. Can you do this? I'm, I'm looking at it with you right now. There's one week ago, but we've got VF Protocol. We got Bayside, Viora, ENS SalesBot, Mail Rats, 8Mint, T-Proof, and Tropy. Tropy, Tropy. So that's this is the session right here. So now I, I need to pick now three of these that I think are the best out of this group, right? Yep, yep, exactly. What are your favorites? So the ones that I have voted for right now are Bayside and Tropy. Yeah, I think they're working on some really cool stuff specifically in like the NFT space. Like I think this week we have quite a few like NFT products that came out. But like even some of these ideas are really nice. Like Vero is like a breadth for Web3 protocols, zero fee NFT private sales. So it's kind of good seeing everything in like the same template, same format, uh, all in one place, even though, you know, a lot of these could be like within different categories. So I voted for ENS SalesBot because there's, well, I like I like ENS. It, this is actually not what I thought, but there's, maybe it is. No, no, no. So there's a bot now that you can actually just set it up and just like, you know, send a, a new ENS to somebody else. Like e, the ENS has this where you can just like use Telegram. And so somebody says a word and you're like, oh, that should be your ENS. And so I had a friend who I told them my gamer tag for Xbox back in the day. And they're like, you should totally have the ENS. And they just sent it to me via the bot. That's not what this is. But I'm going to go and see if I can put, post it on Smoothie and discover it. <laughs> so so you, once these are discovered, can you discover them again? Does it need to be like a new version of it before they can yeah. go sh- show back up on Smoothie? Yeah. So right now, like at the core of it, the question that we ask when we look at these products is, are they doing something innovative? So, you know, when we see another NFT with, you know, just... Uh, slightly different art that may not be the best fit. 
So yeah, are they innovating? Are they building? It could be a Discord bot. It could be content, a new L1, L2. It doesn't really matter, but anything innovative. And to answer your question, if they have already launched once and if they're interested in launching again, the question that we ask is, you know, is this a pretty major or meaningful update that is, again, that we consider innovative? So for example, like CyberConnect, they launched their pretty, you know, well-known social graph protocol. And then they launched something called Link3, which is kind of like Linktree, but for Web3, you have like, you know, your entire profile there, which is very different from their social graph product. So yeah, they launched Link3 separately on Smoothie. So yeah, you could definitely launch multiple times. So with Pool Together, then we would we we got to make sure that we have Pool Together on Smoothie for V5 when V5 fully launches, because that makes 100%. sense, right? That's it's like a new thing with Pool Together. Deposit whatever coins, not just USDC, into Pool Together, and it's no loss. Let's go, and then we'll, we'll make sure it's on here. That's great. Cool. So are you like really looking for people to like? What's the need right now? Users, you're you're in distribution user acquisition mode? Yeah, because at the end of the day, there's you know three benefits for Smoothie for the products that are launching, which is you get distribution, which you know we obviously started with distribution. You get early feedback on what you're building, and then you also build credibility by winning these competitions. And then for the actual users that are you know upvoting and checking out these products, you know you get discovery. You get you get you know early alpha. You get to find out you know the newest best products in the space, and also meet the you know essentially the product experts in the space who are you know giving all the reviews here. So yeah, I think right now our main focus is still on distribution, both in terms of, you know, we want to be overwhelmed with the number of products that are applying and coming onto Smoothie. And also from the user side, look, like what is important, what is meaningful for you guys and really get a a large number of users uh, onto the platform as well. Oh, so like, I mean, it's also NFT mints, right? So that's a new project is an NFT, a new NFT mint, right? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to do this and use this. I'm looking at, and I'm seeing like Juno. I'm seeing like a lot of things. I'm like, oh yeah, I know them. Okay, I know them. I know them. That's really great. Cool. But what does your team look like? Is it just you? You got a couple people? What do you what do you got what you got going on and what does growth look like for Smoothie? Yeah, yeah. Let me actually just quickly answer that growth question first. So yeah, as you as you mentioned, you know, you, you saw Juno and a couple of people here that you know. I think one thing that definitely makes Smoothie unique is that every single company here, that team has applied themselves. I've seen, you know, other variations where people just, you know, scrape down chain data and just, you know, put it all together in a site. But ours has been very, very organic. A lot of that, we just talk directly to the founders, make sure that, you know, what we're building is actually important for them. And right now, the wait list, it's, it's crazy because when we first started, it was all outreach, right? We would talk to companies and be like, hey, you should launch on Smoothie. But now that's pretty much flipped. Almost, you know, 100%, like that's a 90% are you know inbound and the waitlist is now one month for people that have actually applied to smoothie so that's been really good seeing that you know sort of traction and interest from the product side and that's really good to know that the waitlist yeah. is is it's good to know that the waitlist is one month because you gotta i mean a lot of stuff that i've been doing with pull together and like with partnerships and different things that we're launching is like stuff turns on a dime and so like you got a week before the the launch comes up or something. And so it's good to know that like, okay, if you want to be on Smoothie, you got a month wait time. Is there like a, is there a way to know like what the wait time is? Or because right now I, I'm also looking at this, you do like a loom. I can't watch it right now because we're talking, but there's a, there's a loom when you click the apply button in the top right, I can link to the product, I can name the product. And you, I've got your explanation here, but it, yeah, that's good. I mean, cause it like at some point that, I mean, that's going to get longer too, you know? So I, anyway, just thinking, wow, okay, we got a month lead time. 
are you going to shrink that? Do you like the, do you like the exclusivity of it? Like you got to plan ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a couple of things is that people do actually like the exclusivity. Like right now, you know, being even selected to launch is, is a pretty big deal for some of these companies. You get the exposure, the, the audience of somebody they actually checking out your product. Even like this, just us chatting on pool together, you just reading out, you know, all these company names, you know, that's additional exposure that everyone's getting. We are definitely expanding, you know, the number of products that are participating each week. So right now we're at around like eight to 10 products participating. We are going to, yeah, solidify that and increase that to like above 10. So what that does is, you know, it makes it a little bit more competitive, but now you know that the top three winners are, you know, you, you can trust it even more because they were competing with even more products. So as we get more applications, we want to, you know, we don't want the wait, wait time to be like too long. Like we don't want it to, like, you know, stretch to like six months or anything. But I think we want to keep it at around this range, increase the number of products participating, get some more eyeballs on, on, onto smoothie. You know, Matt, I'm so sorry that we just jumped right into the podcast. And I didn't ask, how are you doing in this market, in this economy? Lots happened this week. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Yeah. That is a good question. I did not expect the past couple of days to be this crazy. We actually hosted a Web3 growth happy hour event in San Francisco on Tuesday. And yeah, that was a that was a big conversation topic. Like a lot of people were just talking about like the FTX stuff, all, all, all the stuff that's happening recently. Suzu tweeting GM. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it adds to everything. But luckily, you know, we haven't been impacted as much personally, you know, I haven't been impacted too much from like a financial perspective. I'd say that a lot of my close friends were like both in terms of like investments, but also just like, like Facebook, like meta layoffs, you know, like I I used to work in the gaming team there. And I think a third of that team was let go. So it was definitely really sad to see that I'm really trying to, you know, support, reach out, help connect them to whoever, you know, they need to, to, you know, get back up on their feet. But yeah, it's it's definitely been a, a wild, wild week. Yeah, I mean, it's also like I was laid off. I I did nonprofit marketing. And when COVID hit, I was laid off. And that was really rough. And then watching the the Facebook layoffs, what yesterday, the day before, and then seeing people respond to it. Generally, the people that I'm seeing respond to it are the people that didn't lose their jobs. Like the people that didn't get laid off. And I'm like, you should not be talking right now, please. (laughs) They're taking out my (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, please reach out and let me be helpful in any way. I'm like, you know, how about you go reach out to people and don't ask them to reach out to you? You know, I don't know. So anyways, it, it, again, we're really processing my emotions right now on on things on this podcast in public. But but yeah, it's just so it's I mean, that I don't numbers now. I'm just so desensitized to them, like, right, 11,000 people laid off. Oh, and that's no big deal. No, that's 11,000 people at one company laid off. Same thing with Twitter, same thing with, and then and then on top of it, the, the market. And then today the market's rebounding and I'm like, I don't trust it. I don't trust that. <laughs> you know, SPF's gonna just tweet something else and then it goes back back down again. So I don't even know what what is up, what is down. But that's why we're talking about wholesome ratings of protocols and apps and NFTs and saving and winning. That's That's my world. That's what I want to stay That's in. Out. <laughs> it's cozy here. So, so okay, great. So what, what, what's the future for Smoothie like five years down the line? What's the vision? Yeah, yeah. So 
And, and actually, a uh, question about the team as well, because I think that'll, that'll lead up to it. But yeah, we've essentially raised our pre-seed round early this year. So that was yeah good to get some funding in, to grow the team, helped us actually like launch the product, which is only like back in July. But yeah, right now our team has around nine people, like a mix of full-time and part-time. And I think when we think about the future, it's, you know, we obviously have a lot of, you know, big goals and like how fast we want to grow and, you know, potential funding rounds in the future and everything. But, you know, I think for us, as we really look at discovery, when I look at the people that are going to be the power users that are going to be the most adding the most value to, you know, the, the, so the ecosystem, what I see is that these users are going to be the product experts of Web3. They're going to be the people that are, you know, very into the space. They, they know a lot of people. They're using all the products, giving feedback, helping, you know, newcomers into the space, like the, like the, essentially the product experts. So you know, not giving away too much, but we definitely want to do more around that to help cultivate that, to help reward them, to, you know, help leverage them to help, you know, newcomers into the space. So yeah, there's a lot more we're going to do specifically around that theme. The mavens, if according to Tipping Point, right? Those are your people, the people that are like really into a lot of things and like know the stuff, the mavens, the, the product experts. The quality of the referral. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, there's obviously a ton of crypto products. You know, we've seen a lot like, you know, rise and fall. But you're right. It's what are the, what are the best quality ones? Which ones are, uh, are going to be the ones that, you know, survive through the bear and get, get, you know, drive us to the next bull run or to the next you know, piece of innovation that's happening in the space? Yeah, we, we definitely want to find those people. So... Who do, who is that for you? Could you, I mean, I don't want you to, you don't have to name them public or whatever, but do you have people who are your like power users so far that you're just really impressed with? Because listen, this is what I want to do. I just came up with this idea right now. I there, There's a Twitter account that I've started called poolmanager.eth. And so what I do is I, I'm basically like the, the pool together Santa Claus and I get to go around and hand out delegations to people. So I would love to reward a power user for smoothie with a week long, let's call it $20,000 delegation. So they'll have $20,000 worth of chances to win on pool together. How does that sound? Can we do that? Dude, that is amazing. And I think that's actually perfect timing. We're going to be setting up calls with some of the power users and, you know, just to like interview them better understand, you know, their user experience next week. So yeah, we should that's definitely about, awesome. yeah. Okay, so that's that's at minimum. Let's just keep talking then, because we'll work out something and we'll we'll tweet about it and stuff, and and uh, have some feel good wholesomeness during a time that doesn't feel so good or isn't so wholesome. So that'll be great. I'm excited. Yeah, rewarding the power users, baby. Dude, good thoughts, man. Yeah, giving back. I think that's so important right now. And yeah, love what you guys are doing with your community. Yeah, even the fact that you know everyone's jumping on, super interested. Love, love what you what you guys have built here. So Matt, tell me what your your conference strategy is because there are so many dang conferences and I haven't figured <laughs> it out yet. I've been to Eat Denver, I've been to Permissionless and NFT NYC. That's that's it for Tim Tim so far. So next year I think definitely got to go back to Eat Denver. But what else are you thinking? What do you what what's your strategy for IRL? Yeah, so I've definitely been to like some of the major ones. I was at NFT NYC as well. I was at Singapore for Token 2049. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually a huge extrovert. I'm like, on my Myers-Briggs, I'm like 97% extrovert. But like, at these conferences, like even I get social doubts. So I think now I'm becoming a little bit more picky on like which ones to go to. 
Probably the main one. So yeah, I'm, probably, I'm gonna go to East Denver. Probably you know one in Asia in one year. And then maybe fingers crossed one one in Europe and then like one NFT one. But at least for myself, like, man, I don't know about you, but I don't spend too much time at the actual conference. I feel like sometimes, or more often than not, the speakers the, the information isn't like as helpful, or I can just like search that information online. And what I think is more important in these conferences is just like the people that you meet. Like this is where like everyone's gonna be together. So I'll usually go with like some sort of plan on like, hey, like I want to talk to you at least these three to five people in the conference, I'll be more at the side events just to like, you know, meet people and socialize and mingle as opposed to like the actual like talks at the conferences. Cause yeah, that, that's usually my style of being conferencing. Yeah. I I've actually had success now again, I'm doing business dev. I'm not a founder, so I'm not, I don't, I, I feel like founders have like a, a certain way to rep themselves and conversations that they're looking to have. But for me, I, I I had a lot of success just going around at Permissionless in the expo room, which I, I know no one goes in the expo room. You don't need to pay to go to these conferences. You can just go to all the satellite events. But I was in there and I was just interviewing people and I and I got to like connect with Ave and I developed relationships with Ave. I got to do relationships with Ledger just by asking them questions, being funny and having fun and being really quick. Gabrielle Haynes, like it was, we did like a little dance together, the Twitter influencer crypto guy who yells a lot. So that was really fun. That's been really good. And then another thing that's actually been really great for me is, is just doing these IRL events outside of conferences. So I'm doing crypto climbing tonight at the gym. And even if no one shows up, I'm going to have a pull together towel and then people will come up and talk to me. So like last time I talked to somebody from Amex, I talked to somebody from Yada, which does pre, pre it, yeah, it, it's just those kind of conversations. I love, I don't really hunt them down. Like I don't hunt people down, which maybe I should, Matt, that's a good, that's a good idea. But just kind of having these like random conversations that turn into stuff. Dude, honestly, those are the best. I love that you guys are, you said climbing, right? Like, like bouldering? Yeah, bouldering. That's exactly it. Dude, I think that's awesome. Like, I think a lot of people are just, you know, they'll, they'll do some happy hour, which, you know, arguably we, we did that too. <laughs> but then, you know, you'll, you'll see the same events kind of going around. So I love that you're kind of experimenting and just like having fun and, you know, just, you know, doing something different with something like climbing. I remember one of the best connections I made at Token 2049, I was in line to get a coffee and the person in front of me, we just started chatting. The, t- the coffee was just being served really slow. And then I'm like, yeah, so, you know, what do you do in this space? And he's like, oh, I used to be the CEO of Pro Labs. I'm like, holy shit. There's just, you know, these people are just like standing around in, in the space. So yeah, we like walked around, chatted for a little bit, and got each other's contact. So yeah, I think that like those moments, serendipitous moments, or, you know, the non, non always work focused moments like climbing, I think are really, really good and fun ways to like meet people. I think that's a good word too, is just like, I avoid waiting in lines in New York city. Like the whole point is like, even in traffic, you just, you go to the shortest line. You just always try to find the edge or the advantage. But at these conferences, like, yeah, I was in line for East Denver trying to get into the venue for like, it took an hour just to get into the expo. Wow. At East Denver. Oh, but I was talking to these two devs and they're giving me all these like white hat, a white hat hacker tips and stuff like they were going to try to hack the snowboard retreat or the skiing retreat. And I don't know, we just had these, these line conversations are actually quite precious there. It's really a good idea, but I always avoid them, but I should, especially at crypto things be like, Oh no, that's a line. I'm going to stand next to somebody who I've never met and have a conversation. (laughs) This is great. The other thing that I was thinking is, and, and cookie just brought this up in the chat is, is presenting. 
And I feel like no one listens to presenters at these conferences, but then I presented at NFT NYC and, and they put me in front of like 200 people. I thought I was going to be like in some back room somewhere. And I just presented on NFTs and uh, in like music NFTs and how improv could be used there. So it, it was just an idea. It wasn't pitching or shilling anything. And that's what N Cookie says that they enjoy is, is not shilling, but actually talking about a topic that matters. So what's Smoothie's presentation, Matt? What, what are you going to present at ETH Denver? Sorry, you got cut out a little bit, but I think the question was around like presenting and what, was, what Smoothie's going to present at ETH Denver, right? And how, and how basically the topics, it's, it's nice to present around a topic, not necessarily like just pitching Smoothie. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think that's something that's super important where it's like a lot of people are just focused on, you know, hey, this is advertising for us and just talking about our own products. But at the end of the day, it's like people don't really care about what you're trying to sell to them. It's how is that thing going to be valuable to them? And, you know, that that's something that we've always done with like our content as well, where instead of us just, you know, talking about smoothie, it's, you know, what do they actually care about? Like, do they care about innovation with, you know, NFT utility? Do they care about, you know, like, there's certain DAO tools to help make their DAOs better, like what actually matters for them. So I think that's our approach of, okay, look, like we have this platform, great. But what are the unique insights? What are What is the benefit that, you know, users are actually going to get? So yeah, that, that's definitely our approach too. Great. That's great. Well, I think we should, I think this is, this has been a good conversation, Matt, we're going to keep in touch and stuff. Do you have anything else that like you, we, we didn't touch on any topic that you'd like to discuss or that, that you want to talk about before we end our time here? I think I think that was pretty good. Like you know, if if you guys haven't checked out Smoothie yet, definitely check it out. Upload for products. You, know, you you start earning points immediately. All you need is a wallet. There's no gas or anything. Everything's everything's completely free. And yeah, quick shout out to you guys for building such an awesome community. We'll love to support in whatever way. If anyone in your community is you know building some cool products or knows anyone building a cool products, let me know. Feel free to reach out to me directly. My Twitter is with Matt Kim. And yeah, happy to help out. All right. Well, thanks so much, Matt. We're going to keep in touch definitely for that delegation for your community contributors next week. And, you know, we got to hang out at one of these events. So ETH Denver, maybe something like that. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Let's do it. Where where are you based by the way? I don't know if you share that with the audience. (laughs) Yeah. You're in, you're in, you're in SF, right? Yeah. I'm in SF. I'm like nomading around. I don't even have a lease or anything. So yeah, I'll probably see you around either in Brooklyn or in one of the conferences. Yeah, when you're in New York City, let's let's hang out. Cool. Sounds good, man. Thanks so much. This is super fun. All right. It's in the podcast, so it has to happen. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. You can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. And we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. So visit the Pool Together Discord and let us know.